days, O oh God in heaven, I yield myself as only but a vessel, asking that, Lord, you will speak through me, that, Lord, O oh God, you would minister through me, that, Lord, let your people be blessed, and let all the glory return to you, O oh God, in Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen and amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just want to thank God for his faithfulness upon how he has been faithful to us in this house. And we acknowledge that God is the only reason why we are here. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. For those of us who happen to be your first time here in church, allow me to say welcome to church and that may the Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Every month we theme our months as inspired by the Holy Spirit. And we believe that God is saying to us here at the place of victory that this is our month of uncommon possibilities. Hallelujah. And so all throughout the month of May, we are looking at what does it mean or what, or what does God have in store or what is God's idea when we are talking about uncommon possibilities. And our anchor text for the month is taken from Luke chapter 1 verse 37. And the Holy Spirit was saying through Mary, because Mary was challenged. Mary was presented with a task that ordinarily she could not even comprehend in herself. Mainly because biologically speaking, the only way through which a woman could get pregnant was at the meeting of a man and a woman. Hallelujah. But when you look at the redemption plan of God, if God was to bring Jesus through the world, through the lineage of Joseph, you would understand fully well that man would have still been in the same problem from the beginning hallelujah and so god had to initiate a birthing that was uncorrupted or one without sin and so for that reason the bible says that and mary was what conceived of the holy spirit hallelujah therefore jesus came as a sinless being for the redemption of man but god answered mary and said this challenge that you have been given this circumstance you've been presented with with men it may be impossible hallelujah but not with god for with god what all things are possible hallelujah and so perhaps you're presented with something that may be impossible God is saying that I'm going to make it possible in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So for those of us who are writing, which I encourage us to always write whenever we come to church, the title of my sermon this morning is The Uncommon Assignment. Hallelujah. The Uncommon Assignment. And our anchor text still remains from what we looked at last week. The book of 1 Peter chapter 2 from verses 1 to 9. 1 Peter chapter 2 from verses 1 to 9. Praise God. Are we all there? Okay. For those of us who don't have your Bibles, it's legibly on the screen, I believe. And I read, it says, Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God. Hallelujah. Rejected indeed by men, but what? Chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built.
built up into a spiritual house, hallelujah, a holy priesthood to offer up sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, hallelujah. And the verse 6 says, therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense they stumbled being disobedient to the word to which they were appointed hallelujah but now the verse 9 can we read together it says but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light hallelujah let's read that again but you are chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light hallelujah hallelujah just like how we started establishing last week's sunday that if at any point in time you doubted the potential of god i want you to first of all reassure yourself that you are chosen hallelujah praise god i want you to say to yourself i am chosen praise god i am chosen and the whole idea behind being chosen is the simple fact that God always has an assignment to execute on the earth. The Bible tells us in the book of Psalm 115 verse 16, it says that the heavens belong to God and the earth he has given to the children of men. Hallelujah. And that simply lets us understand one simple thing. As no matter how powerful God is, no matter how omniscient, no matter how omnipotent God is, God cannot do anything on the earth except he finds a willing vessel. Praise God. In other words, no matter how God intends to interfere in an affair of humanity, praise God, even the coming of Jesus Christ as we know it, that it was because there was a lady called Anna in the temple praying. Hallelujah. Because God has already marked by prophecy that someone will come just like Moses to come to redeem his people. So in other words, that no matter how things may be, no matter how we want things to change, things can only change when God finds a willing vessel. Praise God. Remember the title of our sermon is we're looking at the uncommon assignment. And so the concept of being chosen stems from the fact that God had an assignment on the earth and he had no other person. The best choice for the, that assignment was you. Praise God. God, you know, when you apply for a job, the reason why you got the job is because the employer the potential employer had interviewed different candidates but they could not find the ideal candidate except you and so for that reason they gave you the offer and so when Peter was saying in that scripture that indeed you are a chosen generation you begin to understand that whether you like it or not whether you feel it or not the beauty of scriptures is that God does not speak to us based on how we feel 
If it was based on feelings, then that means the day that I'm moody, I cannot really understand what God is saying. But irregardless of my feelings, God's word remains God's word. The Bible said that indeed, I am the Lord and I change not. Praise the Lord. Are we together? And so God is saying that there's an assignment that I needed to do on the earth and I cannot find anybody best suited for that job except but you. And so regardless of your mistakes, regardless of your past, regardless of your history, whatever you are, you are coming from, God chose you. And so you see in scripture here, God was speaking to Jeremiah and Jeremiah was someone who was a youth. One of the beautiful things about God is that sometimes the yardstick we use to select people is not what God uses to judge people. Praise God. And so God was saying to Jeremiah here that before I formed you in the womb, before I knew you, and it says before you were born, sanctified, I ordained you and I put in bracket, chose you a prophet to the nations. Praise God. And so before you even made the mistake, God had an assignment for you. Before you found yourself in that family, God had an assignment for you. Praise God. And that is why I said earlier that when Peter was saying that you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Praise God. And so there's an assignment for you that God is saying that except it's you, that assignment cannot be done. Praise God. Except it is you, that assignment cannot be done. Now, can you imagine in scripture, when you read the book of Ezekiel 22, the Bible said that the people did wicked things on the earth. Praise God. That they had played harlotry before God. And God was saying that if only I will find a man who will stand in the gap and intercede for these people, I would restrain my hand. But God said, I did not find anybody. Praise God. The Bible says, I sought for a man who will build a wall, who will stand in the gap on behalf of these people. But what? I found none. Praise God. And so, there's an assignment for you and I to do. And that assignment was captioned in Ephesians 2 verse 10. Paul was speaking and he says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Praise God. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Praise God. There is an assignment God had already prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Praise God. But the beauty of God is that when we are looking at the nature of God, the Bible makes us understand that all through scriptures, God deals with humanity on a generational basis. Praise God. God deals with humanity on a generational basis. And what do I mean by this? Through scriptures, you see that the Bible would tell us that this is the God of Abraham, a generation. This is the God of Jacob, a generation. This is the God of Isaac, a generation. Why? Because there was always something God needed to do in that specific generation. And he chose these individuals. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now look with me to the book of Judges chapter 2 verse 10. Judges chapter 2 from verses 7 to 10. The Bible says here that so the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua 
and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua. Praise God. Remember, Moses was a generation who led the children of Israel or who was supposed to be the children of Israel into the promised land. Praise God. But for some reason, Moses did not fulfill that assignment. Now, Joshua came. So Joshua represented what? A generation. And the Bible here says, so the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, a generation, who had seen all the great works of the Lord which he had done for Israel. Now it says, now Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died when he was 110 year old and they buried him within the border of his inheritance in Timnas, Heres, in the mountains of Ephraim on the north side of Mount Gash. Now look at verse 10. It says, when all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, what did he say? Another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which God had done for Israel. Hallelujah. A generation. Praise God. A generation. In other words, it's saying that because these people did not know God, because there was no one who identified with God in their generation, what happened? Look at verse 14 to 16. The Bible says that, and the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. Praise God. Remember, we're talking about the concept of being chosen. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. So, so he delivered them into the hands of the plunderers who despoiled them. Praise God. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies all around so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. Wherever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for calamity. As the Lord had said and as the Lord has sworn to them and they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, look at the mercy of God here. Remember, I said that no matter how God, whatever he intends to do, he must always find a vessel. Because that's the protocol of the spirit. That God is a spirit. And for you to operate here on the earth, you must come as a human being. Just to digress a bit, that's why you see that human beings, for, for, say for instance, when it comes to spirits, spirits must pose, spirits cannot function on the earth until they find a body. That's why you say that somebody is demon possessed. Praise God. Because that person is not really your enemy. That person was only a vessel the demon could find to be able to execute what they wanted to do. And so, for instance, if there was nobody willing, the spirit or the evil spirit can do nothing. Praise the Lord. Many of us remember the man who Jesus cast out demons from. The Bible said that what? They went about looking and if they find somewhere that is empty, what would they do? They would possess that person. And so God in his agenda, God is, his, God is spirit. And so God can do nothing here on the earth until he finds a vessel. Praise God. And that is why when we give our lives to Christ, the Bible says that what? God gives us his what? His Holy Spirit. Praise God. Am I making sense? Okay. And so look at the verse 16 here. The Bible says, nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges who, would del who delivered them 
out of the hand of those who plundered them. God was still showing mercy. God was still showing his consistent nature with humanity. Just as it was in the Garden of Eden. That despite the fact that Adam and Eve disobeyed God. The Bible said that and God still took animal skin and covered their shame. And so irrespective of what these people did. God still raised judges. These were the chosen people whom God was going to use to deliver them from their enemies. Say with me again, I am chosen. Praise the Lord. Say it again. I am chosen. I want it to enter into our consciousness because sometimes the devil always reminds us of our mistakes. You know, I saw something on Instagram. The Bible said that God knows my name. Sorry, it says that the enemy knows my name but identifies me by my sin. Praise God. But God knows me knows my sin but identifies me by his name praise the lord hallelujah and so here again we see in the book of ezekiel here like i said earlier that god was saying so i sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that i should not destroy it but what i found none hallelujah but i found none and verse 31 says therefore I have poured out my indignation on them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. And I have recompensed their deeds on their own heads, says the Lord. Hallelujah. I have recompensed their deeds, says the Lord. In other words, we begin to understand that the only reason why the devil can ravish a family, can ravish a generation, is because there is no chosen person in that family. Praise the Lord. Because if you look at what God was saying here, that the only way the enemy would not have his way is if only I find a vessel. Praise God. Remember we're looking at last Sunday, the uncommon Christian. Praise God. And God is saying that the only way the enemy would not prevail is what? If I find what? A vessel. If you recall in the book of Genesis, the Bible said that God was angry with Sodom and Gomorrah. And he wanted to destroy it based on the law. They should have been destroyed. But Moses began to stand in the gap on behalf of that nation. And saying God. And God said if I find 50 righteous people I won't destroy. If I find 40 I won't destroy. Then even down to 10. But yet, there were no righteous people. And that is why it's my conviction that the more of believers we have in the family, the more God is able to do in that family. So the good news I'm telling you today is this. Perhaps you are the only person that is saved in your family. That is why you were chosen. Perhaps you are among the few that were saved in your family. That is why you are chosen. Because the Bible says that what I sought for a man. I am looking for a lady. I can see what the enemy is doing in this place. However, I can't do nothing. You know, growing up, I used to enjoy wrestling. Until I realized that it was fake. Praise God. I used to, I mean, that was one of the, just as how children get heartbroken that Santa Claus is not real. My heartbreak was that all those things I used to watch was all fake. Praise God. It was all staged. And when it comes to wrestling, you have what they call a tag team. And based on the rule of the game, 
until you are able to tap your other partner, no matter how they are beating him, no matter how strong your partner is, you cannot enter the ring. Praise God. And so you see here, God is that strong partner that we have. But unless he finds somebody who is willing to tap his hand and say, Lord, step into the situation, he can't do anything. Praise the Lord. And so we saying, I sought for a man that if I'm able to find a man or a woman, a yielded vessel who understands what I want to do on the earth, then I will be able to execute what I'm supposed to do. Think about it. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 10 verse 10, it says that the enemy comes to do what? To kill, to steal, and to destroy. But the reason Jesus came is that what? That they may have life and have it more abundantly. Some version says that, that, I'm, that they may live above the common. Praise God. That they may live above the common. That is an agenda that God has in store for you and I. But he's looking for a man. He's looking for a woman. Are you that person? And that is why I'm saying it again. That the reason why you are saved is because you are chosen. You see, many at times, for, the, for us who were born in Christian families, we don't understand what God did. Praise God. Because sometimes we think salvation is an entitlement. It is not. The Bible said that the God of this world had blinded their eyes that they may see the glorious gospel. So it's a privilege to be saved. It's a proof that you are chosen. Because there are many other people, maybe perhaps they have more potential than you. But God found you worthy to know Christ. That is why you are chosen. That indeed you will be that man and that woman whom God would use to execute his agenda on the earth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we began to look at last week what the uncommon means. Because we are looking at the uncommon assignment. And the dictionary tells us that uncommon here means not ordinarily encountered. It's, a, it's an unusual thing. Okay, and it says it's something remarkable or even exceptional. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so we begin to look at how does God do the uncommon? What is this uncommon assignment all about? Then you begin to realize that when it comes to the dealings of God, right? Because God is an uncommon God, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 55 verse 11 that as high as the heavens are from the earth so are my ways different from your ways and so the aspect of this uncommon that we're talking about is this is that God has an assignment but he's looking for uncommon people the people who men have rejected the people whom people have said that they cannot do it that is the uncommon because when you look at the patterns of God you begin to realize that he uses the base things of this world to do what to confound the wise hallelujah that God uses the base things of this world to confound the wise Look at what the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 1, talking about Mary. The Bible said that now in the sixth month, the angel of, that the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. Now, the question you will ask yourself is, was Mary the only virgin? No, I don't believe so. There were other virgins in the city. Praise God. But God had an uncommon assignment. 
Praise God. Okay? And it says, whose name was Joseph of the house of David? The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. Or you can say a highly chosen one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women. Hallelujah. Blessed are you amongst women. When you begin to understand what God was doing here, if I was Joseph, I mean, there will be, be several things that is ringing in my mind. This is a lady that I've been engaged to. After all, she's a virgin. And all of a sudden, <clears throat> excuse me, all of a sudden, she's telling me I'm pregnant. That's not common. Because ordinarily, the common way that man should conceive is that a man and a woman must meet each other. Praise God. And she's saying, not only is she telling me that she's pregnant, she's telling me that the person who is responsible for this pregnancy is God. My response be, you must be mad. Because you are definitely cheating on me. Praise God. But God's ways are never the ways of humanity. As a matter of fact, one of the ways through which you will know that is God is when it's not ordinary. Praise God. You know, I often say that a man of God said that the ways of God are in the reverse. Whatever the, the humanity considers as normal, God is always using the abnormal. Praise God. That's one of the ways through which you are sure that this must be God. Praise God. Because when you look at even the story of Elijah, the Bible said that Elijah was trying to hear the voice of God. Praise the Lord. And he was looking for a mighty rushing wind. But the voice of God was not there. Why? Because in our mind or in our human concept of who God is, we expect that when God is going to move, God will do something grand. Praise God. Even talking about Jesus at his birth. The three wise men, when they came, the ordinary, they were expecting a king. And so for that reason, everywhere should be paved with gold. But God did the opposite. That's a proof that this is God. That I'm using uncommon ways to achieve an assignment for me. Praise God. And so then, what then is this assignment? What then is this assignment? It's simple. The assignment is that till all will know Christ. Till all will know Christ. Ephesians 4 verse 13 says, Till we'll all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In other words, God is going to use any means necessary, but the focus still remains the same, till you know Christ. And that is why I am saying to you this morning, you are chosen. The beauty of being chosen is that our being chosen doesn't mean that we are called to do the same thing. But our difference is that we will still reach the same destination. And what is that destination? That people would know Jesus. And so for that reason, their common assignment here is this. That perhaps you are going through a challenge and you're wondering, God, why me? You should not be asking why me. Is that, Lord, how do people know Christ through this? Praise God. How do people know Christ through this? You know, in the RCCG family, one of the greatest things that has hit us as a church is the death of Daddy Gio's son. Because there are so many questions. And you're asking, but Lord, this man has raised the dead. Does it mean that he cannot pray? 
Does it mean that he did not pray? But God is saying, I'm doing the uncommon. Praise God. Because indeed, ordinarily, the common expectation is that a man of God would go there, pray for him, and he will rise. But we, he, I believe he has done so. But these are the things when you begin to say that the focus of God is simple. Till all know Christ. I look at his son, Pastor Leke. If you see the things he's doing, you're wondering, but I thought you lost your brother. Till all know Christ. Because the world will expect that I will mourn the way people are mourning. But no. There's a proof that I have a, a superior knowledge of what God is doing. And therefore, I must align myself. God is doing the uncommon in our midst. And if we are willing to align with God, we will see what God would use us to do. That is my message for each and every one of us today. That not only are you chosen, but God has a unique assignment for you. And that assignment is simple. That in your trials, in your pains, in your challenges, the question is, Lord, how do I make people know of you? Praise God. Because that is the message that we are preaching. That how then can they know of Jesus except we are being sent? That is why somebody will lose their own child, but they have a reference point. That this man lost his child, but yet is still giving glory to God. That is how they know Jesus. That somebody will lose their job and they are raising their hands, shouting, praise the Lord. That is how they know Jesus. That is the uncommon way because the common is that I should be crying. The common should be that I should consider taking my life. But no, because I have a better understanding. And I know that the Bible said that all things, praise God. That scripture is too loaded. It says Romans 8 28. It says for all things work together. Somebody dies, all things. Praise God. Somebody loses their marriage, all things. Why? Because they love God. We don't know what God is doing, but God is using an uncommon way to achieve this uncommon assignment. And if only you and I will be willing to align with God, God is doing, our generation will know us. That is the message. Because what is the essence of living and yet your generation does not know Jesus. That is the essence of our lives. That is the reason why Christ came to die. And like I said, God is dealing with humanity on a generational basis. And so in your generation, can God communicate his existence through you? Praise God. In your generation, can God communicate his existence through you? That is all this is all about. That is all Christianity is all about. That is what Jesus came to reconcile humanity unto God. And however means he deems necessary, then so be it. Then so be it. That is that assignment that I've come to share with us this morning. That God is doing an uncommon thing. And is looking for the uncommon Christian who would engage in this uncommon assignment till God achieves the uncommon thing. Praise the Lord. God is looking for the uncommon Christian who will engage in this uncommon assignment because it's not ordinary. But what God is going to do is going to be the uncommon. That is the beauty of the Lord that we serve. Let us bow our heads even as we pray. That perhaps you are yet to know Jesus. That is where everything starts. 
There is a reason why you came here. Remember I said, God deals with us on a generational basis. And so for that reason, he's looking for a man and a woman. Perhaps you're the answer to the prayer your, your family has been praying and asking God when. God when. God when. But you are yet to give your life to Jesus. If you're there with me, whether you're on site or online, why don't you say with me and say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you died for me on the cross of Calvary. And on the third day, you rose again. I confess that I'm a sinner. Cleanse me by your blood and grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation. Even as I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' mighty name. Our Father and our God in heaven, we just want to say thank you. We bless you, O God in heaven, because no one can question you. You are the God of all the earth. Lord, O God in heaven, we thank you for these ones who have given their lives unto you. We know that the Bible says that heaven rejoices when a soul is saved. For the Bible says that for the sake of one, you left the 99. We are that chosen one. That you left 99 to come to us is a proof that we are chosen. And therefore, I thank you for these ones. I ask that, Lord, you would keep them. That the enemy would not have his way amongst them. But that, Lord, you would use them to achieve an uncommon thing. In their generation, that your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. If you have given your life to Christ, I believe on the screen you will see at the bottom of it an email address. Why don't you just send us an email with the, with the subject, New Life, and we will provide resources that would enhance your Christian experience, even as we trust God for the best. God bless you and enjoy the rest of the service. Amen.